Hello, 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 hello. hello. Welcome to the Grid is for Squares. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm Vince. I'm Amy, and this is a podcast where we smoke a bowl and we talk about building a sustainable off-the-grid homestead in California. It sure is. Right now we're in LA, though, in Glendale. And it's so quiet. Because the power went out. Speaking of off the grid. Yeah, we're off grid the grid right now. just fucking died. The grid just crapped out on us, so we thought, hey, wouldn't it be a perfect time to record an episode? Yeah, so we're, we're recording in the dark. I um, mean, not in the pitch dark, because it's still the middle of the day, but... Mm-hmm. We're smoking some Sunday Driver. Right. New weed day, so I went out to pick up the weed, and while I was gone... I must have hit a transformer or something because <laughs> um, now we're out of power. But I came home and we noticed how quiet it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's We're so used to being completely inundated with all of the fans and air conditioners and transformers. It's mostly shit in our and... house, isn't it? Now that you think about it, like why if the power's out would people be quiet outside? Like birds are still going to chirp. Helicopters are still going to fly. Hella. Hella copters. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's all just the shit we have plugged in inside, right? It certainly is why it feels so quiet, I think. I mean, it's Sunday afternoon, so people are pretty chill outside right now, it seems, as well. But yeah, you can really tell the difference. That's one of my favorite things about being up on the property, actually. I'm very, I think I'm very sensitive. As much as I can say that I'm very sensitive when I live in a modern world where I'm surrounded by electronic items, but like high-pitched noises. Mm Mm-hmm just filling my background yeah i I really do find that it it causes me background anxiety which i don't need because i Mm -hmm. have enough foreground anxiety thank you very much yeah how how's your past month been it's been interesting with you gone uh oh yeah so vince has been up on the property with his mom and his brother all month of april he is just coming back. He he came back for a few days to visit me and take a shower and do and some laundry the and English language. Yeah, and, and, and but I I hope largely to just to see me yeah, and the dog. Of course. Um, anyway, so he he and I are now together in LA for for a brief moment before he goes back up, um, back off the grid. Oh shoot! I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, oh, my month. Yeah, working my new job by myself. Um, it's in podcasting and it is much higher level um, than this little podcast. So it's been a little scary. It's good. It's good to push myself. It's good to be like a professional in the field that I've been training to be a professional in. But those those first few forays into the the realm of professional production are are a little scary. So that's where I'm at. I'm very stressed out right now. (laughs) But that's okay. it's, It's a growing opportunity. It's a growing moment for me. So at least you've had a little dog for the past month. I have. I've had a little dog, but otherwise I've been alone. All alone, working for the rest of us slackers. Yeah, it was fun to hear the episode that you and your family recorded in the greenhouse, though. Thank you. That came out two weeks ago. So what what have you been up to since you recorded that? What's it been like? Um, more of the same. Well, let me see. I think the bulk of what we talked about in the last episode was kind of Maury's motivations Mm -hmm. um, for coming out here for homesteading for the property. And then the shower was sort of our big project. So I think since then I finally installed the water heater, put in the circulating pump, still got lots of fun stuff I'm doing on that. But the next big project is the shed, which is part of the reason Maury came out. We're going to try to get rid of my mom's storage unit. Right. 
Um, so we want to build a shed and, um, it always starts with earthworks and the footprint yeah. making sure everybody's happy with where it's going to be. Leveling. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, but we've kind of decided where the footprints are going to go. Maury's going to take his time. I'm going to let him sail on it for the most part. Yeah. I'll be there for logistical support, but I do feel like you can have too many cooks. Yeah. And it's fun to just let people sail on their projects when they're excited. That was one thing. I don't know if we talked about it on the episode or not, but spending more than two weeks, more than a week, you get really comfortable with the people around you and you start to want to just branch out mm -hmm. and, and kind of do your own thing. So we started getting a lot more individual when we, in the past like two weeks. Sure. Yeah. So when we go back up this week, I'm going to be going... I'm going to jump into finishing up the yurt uh, cladding and all mm -hmm. the cool, pretty finishing details there, right. doing the underlayment, the foam underlayment, and the finished floor. Right. And then putting on the drip edge, and then putting a plastic tent over that, because we've still got a couple weeks to wait for the yurt, right? right? It's coming, though. We know now it should be ready around, like, what did they say, the 8th or something? Yeah, around the 8th of May, May, like a week a week from today? Yeah, about, so by the time thing. that this is posted, our yurt will probably be almost pretty much ready. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that's when we're picking it up. Right. We're going to have to figure out how exactly, especially with this new job of mine, even taking a weekend off is kind of infeasible right now. I really, really want to be up there when we set up yeah. the yurt, though. I'll be pretty bummed if I'm not. So we'll Hold on to it if we have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to just <clears throat> sit on it and if it would be, it would survive better. Mm -hmm. set up then in pieces maybe it yeah. would be especially outside maybe it would be better to just, just accept it up, that, accept it yeah and when i go up next it'll be there and that's fun and cool too mm -hmm. but i've just been Take so time lapse instrumental in all of the parts up until now like even building the platform i was really involved so yeah it would be nice to be involved in the final erection i suppose you could say yeah 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 i wish you could be there even if it's just a, a weekend and we'll try to do as much of the setup as we can it's yeah. kind of fortunate um my brother's out here right now because we can go up and get it got an right. extra set of burly arms <laughs> Um, and you don't really need to be there for that part anyway. Right. I don't need to go up to pick yeah. it up. I just so we'll, need to meet you. Yeah. I'll we'll rent the you. truck. We'll pick it up. We'll use the truck to get some stuff up from the storage unit. Probably other saving grace is that it's mostly done raining now. Right. Um, I won't even knock on wood for that because who cares if it does rain again? That'd be great. I mean, great. that'd be great. That'd yeah. Be awesome. Any rain in California that you can get is a good thing, no matter what time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take, you know, just token measures to protect stuff from the, but I don't think we have to worry so much about dew and humidity and rain. Yeah. Much. If anything, I'm more worried about it sitting out in the sun and getting kind of some of the wooden pieces getting warped from being sure, in the heat of the yeah, sun. Yeah, That's more bleached. what I'm worried about. Or I bleached, think they're yeah. all like wrapped. I mean, they should, most of them are exterior facing, so it should be ready to handle that because it's going to be outside in the heat and the sun. Are they? Most of the wood is interior facing. Yeah, the doors the are outside, but the, yeah. but the lattice is inside, yeah. All Anyways, <laughs> anyway, that's all stuff that's to come. Let's talk about stuff that already happened. Stuff that already happened, stuff that we already did. Um, we 
we met more neighbors. Oh, yeah. Did you met some of our neighbors. That no, enough? that hadn't happened yet, that I don't think. That happened after. Yeah. So Maury's very brave and just outgoing in a way that I'm not. I've been right. very introverted and like expressed that I'm not really looking forward to getting to know any of the neighbors. I want to know they're there. I want to know they're Right. Chill. In a rural area, it's like a safety measure to know your neighbors. Yeah. We can't not know our neighbors. But yeah, I agree. I'm also an introvert who's mm-hmm. not like dying to just knock on doors and introduce myself, especially in a rural area. I feel like yeah. that cliche of the door being answered with a shotgun is in my mm-hmm. head what will happen if we do that. But yeah, there's like a way you approach it. Yeah. Um, and Maury was very aware of that. And he just wanted to so we had a bunch of truck troubles and ended up fixing it. it. Just needed a new battery, but we changed the spark plugs while we were at it. Um, and one day he just wanted to drive it down the driveway and back, go right. to the other loop and turn around. And we noticed the neighbors were out. Mm. Um, the ones who are, you know, kitty corner from us and just kind of doing the same thing we are. They're, they're there like three weeks a year or something. Um, and we... We just stopped. We left the car running, kind of called out from the window 150 feet away. They were nice enough. We explained who we were and then, you know, slowly, like, asked their permission and got closer. Very cool older couple. Um, Like I said, seemed to be kind of similarly minded, just, like, want a quiet place to be and like that it's near Yosemite and they told us about this cool moon bow oh, yeah. that happens there like when yeah. there's a full moon the in hippie the spring. Magic. Yeah, uh. yeah, some real hippie magic going on in Yosemite. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's good to know their names and they told us about some of the other neighbors. So now I feel like I don't need to meet them because <laughs> like they're just this nexus now and they'll say, "Oh yeah, they're chill." It they will help. Their... Yeah, now that somebody knows us, mm-hmm. if they talk amongst themselves, then our names will probably get yeah. brought up and hopefully with a glowing recommendation cuz you talked to them when you drove past and they were outside, but then they came to our the property day, the next day, yeah. right? Brought a little jar of preserves. It's very sweet. And then yeah, we talked again for a little while, got more of their story. And then the next day, you know, Maury again took one for the team, hmm. brought them a bottle of wine, just a cheapo bottle of wine, um, and talked to them again. So, you know, we established, yep, we're here, we're chill. If you ever need anything, otherwise, we all like our privacy, right. and that's good. Yeah, I mean, you don't buy a 10-acre property because you want to be on top of your neighbors, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you want to live in a park, is what they said. Like we got this place because we want to live in a park. Nice. Uh, but good. I'm really glad yeah, that some really more neighbor introductions mm-hmm. have happened. This yeah. is the closest. Now, we've had one other neighbor uh, interaction, but that mm-hmm. was with a neighbor that was like a mile away, right? Yeah, this yeah. This is one of our direct neighbors. Around. Yeah, this is someone we're actually going to see again. And, right. Yeah. Cool. And then, yeah, one of their other big pieces of advice is, like, just let one of the neighbors know you're coming or you're here. Because we talked about fires a little bit. Like, Uh. if you don't get a push alert on your phone because you don't get service, there aren't, like, alarm, like, um, sirens, Uh you know, that that you can hear. It's so remote. Um, So they said, really, your best bet is just tell tell the neighbors you're here. If anyone hears about a fire, they'll hopefully let you know. Yeah. I mean, we're probably not going to do that, we're right? We're not, not going to text a stranger no, every time no. we go up to visit our property. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's sweet of them to suggest mm-hmm. that. Or um, even just like our neighbor on the corner is a firefighter. And they're like, well, just tell him you're here. Sure. You know? Right, right, right. Okay. We're usually able to check our, our phones once a day. Mm-hmm. 
So that happened. Mm-hmm. That, happened. that happened. Yep. That was cool. Oh, and our bus friend has been up. Oh. Up and back a couple of times in the month, right? Yeah. She came up. We did some work on the bus. She's just trying to finish the furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Mike is back in Ireland now. Mike yeah. is my friend from college. He and his wife, Amber, are the ones that are parking their schoolie on our property. And he was featured in an episode a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, whatever yeah, time is. <laughs> the last one before the recap episode, right, I think. Right. And at the time, he wasn't sure if he was going back to Ireland for grad school because everything was so unknown with COVID. But he's back there now. Mm-hmm. But his wife has been coming up to the property a couple times to keep working on the bus. Yeah. Amber's just been trying to do more of the outfitting, like get the sink installed get all the just get everything installed <laughs> yeah so the big project we worked on is uh building a dolly for the cooler because that's gonna like slide mm. out the fridge i mean yeah yeah the fridge is about 70 pounds when fully loaded uh-huh. and they want to be able to tuck it under their sink which they have now so my bit in it was just the dolly and helping figure out the overall shape and then maury is helping now that the dolly's complete and has the fridge inside, figuring out how much space we have for the cabinetry and the countertop and stuff. Cool. So they're going to do like a butcher's block with the sink integrated right at the front. It's going to be very cool. Nice. So yeah, it was fun hanging out with Amber up there and always good to have an extra set of hands. She helped yeah. out with some of our projects cool. and helped make dinner a few nights mm-hmm. and it also rained again while we right, were up there. And right. so that informed like a couple days worth of activities right. where we'd been kind of just leaving everything out, mm-hmm. had to rainproof things again and then make sure the basin was all good to go. So we got a little spitting in the afternoon one day, uh, made some coffee and played Sesame Street Uno. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to finally just have a rain day. Right, yeah. A little chilly. You got to warm up a little. Um, but it kept raining and like rained heavy. Hmm. Probably gave us another 50 gallons of water in the basin. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, now that you've double layered it with plastic, the, the water doesn't really drain yeah. out as much. Yeah. It all kind of stays in the basin where... Where you catch it. It doesn't go away, and that might just be because the ground underneath is saturated enough it can't absorb anymore, but I did put an extra layer of vinyl at the low spots, so I think it is going to hold on to the water a lot better. And we just harvested it right away. Right, right. Oh, also 50 gallons, that's great. Yeah, at least 50 gallons just from the rain. Um, Also found a spot in town. You know, there's probably somewhere that we can fill up water jugs for free, Mm -hmm. Uh, but right outside the grocery store I found this... 24-hour crystal, not crystal geyser, just crystal, I think, is the water company. Hmm. Um, And yeah, you got to like feed it quarters and fill them one at a time, but you can do a one-gallon jug or a five-gallon jug. Potable? Uh, Yeah. Nice. We're using it to fill the water heater and use the shower. Like we still just buy drinking water because I don't trust refilling containers too many times. Yeah. Um, But for our non-potable... light. Yeah, potable light, like... (laughs) tap i call it sometimes what we're going to use in the shower and sinks and stuff so i did a couple trips and probably got like 50 gallons of that nice found the local like mariposa feed and supply Mm -hmm. like pet slash farm animal store and they got a lot of useful stuff there we get our like pine bedding for the 
composting toilet. We've yep. been getting that at Petco. And, you know, it's more of a more of a city dweller's product at that point. It costs right. like 40 bucks. But these bags they sell at the feed mill are meant for, you know, horses and like giant farm gerbils and stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah, it was like seven fifty for what we usually pay like twenty to forty bucks for. Nice. Um, they had pallets for two bucks a piece. Nice. Finally got a good lead on pallets, and what the hell else? A lot of cool stuff. So yeah, it's my new, it's my new store in <laughs> town. My new plug. Yeah, H and L and then the feed bar. Mariposa feed. Yeah. Ace is cool. Foster Ace yeah. is all right. O'Reilly. Hit them up a couple times. <laughs> couple two treat times. Couple two treat times there. Gonna put in an application at the Pioneer Market. <laughs> they have their vaccines, or they had them. I'm right. I'm gonna get vaccinated at Pioneer Market. Amy's got one down. Yep. You're doing Moderna? I did Moderna, so now I'm locked one? in, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you're in between your two shots. And yeah. they were doing Johnson & Johnson up in Mariposa. Right. But then it got pulled. But then they put it back, and now the county's just, like, waiting to get their shots. So next time I'm up there, I'm going to just hit Pioneer every day when I'm picking up the beer anyway. <laughs> See if they got the vaccine in yet. What a weird world. Yeah, yeah. I can get my flu shot while I'm here, I guess. Get I mean, that. nice that we can all get vaccinated for free. For That's free. cool. Yeah. Yeah, she said, uh, we're not really going to verify your address. You have to be a county resident, but, like, also, we just want to get everybody vaccinated. Right, right. Yeah. So, other thing, when it was raining, we decided it would be a great time to burn some of our big piles of poison Oh, oak. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Which I've been very against from the get-go, just because I read scary stuff on the internet about how when the urushiol oil gets aerosolized when you burn it... If you yeah. breathe it in, it's a really bad respiratory hazard and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But also, it's a large area, and you're not, like, huffing it directly. And you take measures. So my uncle right. didn't know about poison oak at all. He had some land here in California and was just, like, hacking and slashing his way through. Did a huge bonfire. No protection. And, yeah, like, couldn't breathe that night. I think had to go to urgent care. Mm. So this is why I said preparing for rain is like a multi-day endeavor right. we knew it was coming we knew we wanted to burn on that day so kind of like looked into like what the prevailing winds are like what the winds were likely to be on that day yep. um and kind of gauge it from there and then just designating like it's going to be one person who runs in and tends the fire yep. who doesn't breathe around the fire we're all used to wearing masks anyway sure. uh so my mom um volunteered for the primary fire tender mm -hmm. job and she's got a few sets of clothing that she only wears for dealing with poison oak and stuff because yeah the oil is also aerosolized and then gets all over your clothes sure, the smoke like yeah. turns back into oil on your clothes sure um so yeah i had one really good burning day there yeah you said you you burned it while it, directly while it was raining right? oh yeah yeah, yeah it really like got going rain. so the night the day before uh we all dug a bigger fire pit like a six foot wide six foot around pit and then lined it with these big wet logs and then kind of built the pyre in the morning to get it good and hot so that really no amount of rain could stop it as long as you keep throwing wood on it right uh so that's what we did there and managed to keep it burning throughout most of the day someone was always attending it 
Um, but we were also not too concerned because it's, you know, it's actively raining. Right. Everything is wet. Right. But we got rid of most of our piles of poison oak. Cool. Managed to drag a few from other places on the property. You know, those were major eyesores. It looks mm. very different now. Cool. Your mom must have been thrilled. All she wants to do ever is burn that poison is oak. destroy it and burn it. And yeah. that she did. Uh, really cool thing that happened afterwards. Uh, kind of smoldered. You know, we'd keep checking on it, keep pouring water on it. The other thing we did since water is at a premium is just threw dirt on it. Mm, which yeah. also does a pretty good job. Uh, but the next day... Especially wet dirt. Yeah. The next day, we heard this like plastic rustling i heard it in the morning i was like did one of our bags blow away did something get into yeah, one yeah. of our garbage bags and then i looked at the fire pit and it was a turkey this like female turkey giving herself uh like ash bath or uh -huh. something i think she was also like eating some of the char huh maybe for her gizzard or whatever uh, -huh. uh but yeah she just took like a prolonged ash and dirt bath in there cool and, like, nestled in for a while and later that day we found four busted up turkey eggs around the property huh so i don't know what happened there like maybe in she, different places in different places weird. yeah yeah that's what we what's weird about it and very well cleaned like there are some well, you, you don't know. think it was like a predator stole them and ate the egg from inside? Yeah, but... And then licked it clean? Maybe. But the fact that they were so dispersed and that they were so clean about it. Huh. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> I have this theory that it was the turkey herself eating her own eggs. And that's why she was so thorough about it. Huh. I think like if they know their eggs aren't going to get fertilized, they will try to like retrieve that energy huh is this a real thing quincy told me about it oh, yeah okay. pretty sure it's a real thing that yeah chickens they lay eggs every day and it's a lot for them to do right she's vegan and keeps chickens and she, right our friend runs yeah. a chicken rescue yeah so at one point i asked her if they lay eggs every day and you're and a you vegan. don't eat them what do you do she's like i feed them to them like they work hard for that <laughs> that's part of their body that they just give up every day hmm uh, so yeah, I mean, it seems sort of macabre to me, but I suppose yeah. it makes sense in a biological way that if it's not going to get fertilized and further the species, you might as well reclaim those that yeah, energy. That yeah, energy. But it could have been a mongoose or a skunk or something too. I just don't yeah, I mean, know. I can only imagine how many wild animals that run through our property would love to eat an egg. Yeah, a fox, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe yeah. even a really enterprising squirrel. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're not biologists. We don't know anything about anything. Oh, there goes the, the power. power. Back. Nope. Oh, it is back yep. on. Okay. Printer's <laughs> back on. Oh, all of our noises are back, baby. I guess that's good. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, Why isn't the that one on? Did we turn it off? I turned off? it off preemptively in case ah. this very thing happened while we were recording. Uh, so, yeah, where were we before the excitement of our power coming back? We oh, were, the turkey. We were talking oh, we were turkey. making wild speculations about wildlife that we have absolutely no authority to make. Yeah, but I did then, this was another request from Maury, to order a few books about native plants right. and animals. Actually, I think he suggested rocks, but then thought, well, why not plants, animals, rocks, all the above. Yeah. Everything native Sierra. Yeah, because you can't just Google stuff when you're there. Truth. And, yeah, I'm always curious about all the weird wildflowers we have up there. Um, I picked this whole bouquet for Amy 
before we left. Yeah. Uh, didn't hold up great, but, um. Yeah, I've been so bummed about missing wildflower season. It really has, of all things, made me kind of bummed to not be there. Um, so Vince kindly brought a bouquet of them home so I could at least see some property wildflowers, yeah. even if I can't be there to see them. And we only know like three or four of them by name. And I think I got like 12 different kinds. There's a lot of variety there. And when we go up, it'll probably be different stuff. Yeah. When I get back up there this week. So before we wrap up, I thought it might be kind of interesting. I know we've done a few of these before, but now that you're in a for the long haul-ish kind of a place with the being off grid, what does what does a day look like? Like what time do you get up? What do you do first? Mm. What do you do next? When do you go to sleep? I'm glad you asked because it has gotten very much away from the regimented precious few days here at the property right. project phase that uh, we never have set alarms. Um, now I think we get up around 730 uh-huh. every day. The days are longer. So it's right. Definitely. So it's even like you see it start to get light and you get to sleep in hmm. from there for another hour or so. We get up and make coffee and just kind of sit and talk about what we're going to do. Usually smoke a bowl if we're not like using the chainsaw that day. (laughs) We try to go on a walk every day. Like near the beginning of the day to help set your like intentions for the day or? Not necessarily. Sometimes like if it's something where we're going to be working in an area and we want to show everybody what we're thinking. Uh, But sometimes it's just like a sunset hike or just a reason to walk around and enjoy what we have rather than every moment of every day being uh, relegated to a task. Right. Cool. So that's been the big difference that I've noticed and just more feeling okay about following your your motivations in the moment rather than being so loyal to uh, a a task or a to-do list. It's been nice. Nice. Cool. Um, And do you work until dark? Who makes dinner? What what do you do between when you stop working in bed? Yeah, we try to break. Again, we try not to look at the clock to make the decision. We've, we've ended up working a little later in the afternoon since it's light mm-hmm. and breaking maybe around five o'clock. Talk about dinner. I've made most of the meals and mm-hmm. I've definitely leaned on the like Taco Tuesday, Pizza Friday, <laughs> you know, the easy stuff that I've done before. Um, but mom and Maury have made a few meals too. Done a lot with the pudgy pie iron. Right. The pudgy pie iron. Talk about about the pudgy pie iron. Really? We didn't mention it in the app? Okay. So yeah. If you did, I think I cut it out. One of the things Maury brought out is this unused pudgy pie iron. It's like a campfire toasted sandwich maker. I don't know. Is there a more generic name for this thing? It's a cast iron... Teflon coated pan that's like two, two halves, halves of a sandwich that yeah. come together and then you grill the sandwich inside of it over yeah, the fire. Yeah, it like locks together. So you yeah. can get really sloppy with this thing too, which is what we did. <laughs> and at one point we put like spaghetti and sauce <laughs> and a shit ton of cheese and then uh, cracked an egg over animals. it and uh, latch it shut and then you uh, flip it over gross. a few times in the fire. I mean, you'd find something. We made Rubens. Oh, I would have so much fun with it. But yeah. Putting like spaghetti. spaghetti and cheese and an egg <laughs> inside of bread. Oh, no. No bread. 
Oh, oh, no, I see. No I thought bread. everything Just was going inside spaghetti. the bread. That's why I say you can get messy as long as you can get the thing closed. Uh-huh. It closes tight and like you. So does it turn the spaghetti end. into the bread? It's like, it's like it yeah. seals whatever yeah, liquid is inside. Eating this thing with my hands, pretty much all the liquid goes away. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's amazing. So we made it a is couple. It's very camping, camping uh-huh. food. Yeah, made I a couple meals it. that revolved cool. around the pudgy pie iron, um, but I've been spearheading most of the meals we have several different means of cooking so i don't feel we're really missing out on much right yeah by the time i get back up there i don't think we're gonna make be able to make fires anymore i think my campfire days have passed for the year that's That's all right it's a cycle yeah yeah uh when do you think you'll make it up there again whenever i can take enough time off of work that we can take i can just take a single weekend and go up and set up that year i'm hoping the middle of may but we will see they have to let you have that you've been working so hard well i mean we're launching very soon so you know it's all part of that hopefully it'll settle up more after after the launch i hope so as you know your your podcast is launching hopefully there will be a lot less uncertainty in your life a little more stability and then we can start thinking about like going places again and being with people it's gonna be it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird that's all we can say for now yeah it's not gonna be the same as it was i'm looking forward to it but also i'm not yeah (laughs) i know like nobody really wants to go back to work like everyone's figured out no i can pretty much do what i need to do from home right and since i work with people across the country like i'll always work remote for this job which is great Mm -hmm. that's been really enabling i'm sure and cool that like a lot of jobs have just opened up to a global talent base but yeah now that it's almost time to go start seeing people again i mean (laughs) i'm ready but i'm also it's gonna be strange we're all gonna be weird though it's gonna be it's fine we'll all be equally weird together yeah yeah Yeah, we've always been weird and awkward and now everyone else will be on our level (laughs) yeah for a short time yeah maybe that's it we relearn social languages (laughs) well that's probably enough for today you're gonna go back up to the property in just a couple of days here yep um and then the next thing after that is picking up that yurt which will hopefully happen in a few weeks so stay tuned for that i guess are we gonna have to skip another week here i don't think so i'm gonna have to email you an episode oh i'm coming down for your second shot so that'll be the next time yeah Next time you'll be recovering from that. Right. Experiencing the symptoms or whatever. Right. All right. Well, hope you're staying safe and happy and fulfilled out there. Yeah. Stay well. Go learn something about a mushroom. Yeah. Today. <laughs> I don't know why today, but do it. Every day. You should every learn day. something about a mushroom every day. <laughs> Look for beauty. Uh, I try to ask Amy like what the like the cutest dog she saw on tv just try to like think back every day to the most positive uplifting thing that happened to you or that you saw because yeah there's a lot of bad shit out there to focus on but there's as much good stuff to focus on too word love you bye bye